0: Hey guys, this is Dominic. Just wanted to reach out. I know it's a crazy time with quarantines and everything else going on, but I just wanted to let you know that on this platform of podcasts, we will be continuing our series of Kingdom Come for the weeks to come, however long this quarantine lasts. I want to make sure that you guys have this so that you can have some supplemental things so you're still staying with our series. We're still in the Word weekly together and you can listen to it on your own time. So grateful for you guys. Thankful what uh, you guys are doing and for each even listening to this podcast. I hope it blesses you. Hope it's useful for you and get ready because here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to our live stream. Hope you guys are doing well and enjoying your quarantine time. Uh, you know, one of the things that's been really cool is, is that uh, we just launched a quarantine challenge on Instagram, on our and Students Instagram. And uh, we loved already receiving a ton of submissions from you guys about uh, doing our uh, Memory Verse Challenge. And I'm telling you right now, we have one of the sickest quarantine care packages Ever that we're going to give to you, it's going to be really great. Uh, So uh, I'll give you some more details about that at the end, and uh, we're even using the memory verse today in our text. And so I hope you guys are checking that out on our Instagram, on our stories. Uh, Video yourself uh, doing the memory verse and submit that, and we'll we'll share that on our story, and then we'd love to enter you in to win our quarantine care package and and all that kind of good stuff. And so grateful you guys are tuning in, and uh, I want you guys to know uh, I love this passage. I love this time in Matthew chapter 6, as we're going to be looking at storing up treasures in heaven rather than on earth. And this is something that's really difficult. Uh, You and I have things that our heart and our souls and our treasures long for. And with that being the case, you and I have things that we care for and long for, and things that we just treasure. For some of us, it's like Alabama football. Uh, for some of us, it is uh, that girl, or that guy that we're dating, or, or it's that grade that we're trying to achieve, or that college we want to go to, or that car that we got, or uh, whatever it is, that, that wealth that your parents have, whatever it is. We have those treasures. And, and Jesus is not silent on where he desires his kingdom people's allegiance to be. Because here's what happens, it's not just so much the, the muttering of your lips that pledges your allegiance, it's also the bowing of your heart. Where your heart stores and longs for and, 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 and beats for, whatever that is, is what you are actually bowing to other than the Lord. It says this in uh, Matthew 6:19 through 21 it says do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where th- thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also I love that. That really, what Jesus is is calling us to do is for us to treasure heaven over earth. That the things that we would have would be uh, more valuable eternally than we would have the temporal. And so, like for instance, I love this. Um, I, I love this is that I want you to know that having wealth is not a bad thing. Because many people look at this and go, "You need to just be poor, right? You just need to be poor, living." A- having wealth, having money is not a bad thing. Actually, First Timothy and Paul writing to Timothy would tell him that the rich, that's okay to be rich, but that your richness and your money and your wealth and your affluence, the things that you have are not to be what rule you, but rather a tool that you use for the advancement of the kingdom of God. And so he's telling us here for us to be focused and storing up treasures in heaven. So what is a treasure in heaven? Uh, that, those are things that are eternal. Listen, uh, far more than your phone, which will be one day uh, in, in a landfill sometime, uh, your, your computer, your, your Instagram, which 10 years from now you're probably not even going to be on because it's going to be outdated, right? Uh, your shoes that you spent so much money on, your outfit, your clothing. Um, listen, even your, uh, even your uh, other trinkets and tools and that trophy you've got and that career of a baseball that you had, those things are good, but when those things are the things that your heart beats for and longs for, that's where they uh, that's where they go poorly and that's where we begin to do idolatry and sinful loving. So what are what are things in heaven? You know what? Uh, One of the things that we will get to see in heaven is every time that we walked like Jesus and loved like Jesus, those are reaping rewards in heaven. When you and I live in righteousness, when you and I live in right living, and what we do is we imitate Christ as we live in this earth, and as we walk along the way, as we live out the ideals of the kingdom, what happens and what takes place is, what Paul would long for, is that a crown of righteousness would be placed upon our heads. And so what happens is, is what you and I are pursuing are not uh, the looking of other people like we've even seen previously that we pray so people look at us. That's perishable. They'll hate you the next week. Uh, we, we fast so that people look at us. That's not what we do it for. We don't pray so that people see how awesome we are. We don't give so that people see how generous we are. What we do, we serve to one day receive the greatest words ever to be spoken to us. And that's this. Well done, my good and faithful servant. What better reward, what better treasure is there than the words of our Savior looking down on the life that we live not to be self-absorbed and self-gratifying but one that poured out self to serve and to love the least of these, the most vulnerable and sharing the good news of the gospel. That's a treasure worth wanting. That's a treasure worth garnishing. That's That's a treasure worth working hard for. And that's what a treasure in heaven is. And I love this, is that one of the beautiful sights I believe we'll see is that person that we share the gospel with. That we were faithful to share not knowing that we can't save them but being faithful to step out of the comfort zone to step out of the the social uh, the social uh, quota and, uh, and you know all that kind of stuff hey you know listen you don't need to do that you don't need well that's a little bit too close it's a you know hey uh, and I'm not talking about social distancing you share the gospel at seven feet okay uh, seven feet because seven some number of completion we're not doing six we do seven we're Christians and so you're sharing the gospel right And then when you get to glory, and all of a sudden, through those pearly gates, you see the face of somebody who you were faithful in sharing the gospel with. What better treasure is there? Phones, man, they're gone soon. I've lost like seven pop sockets, right? Like the things that we treasure are so temporal. The cars that we drive are going to break down. Even the bodies that we have are going to fall. The beauty that we have is going to fade. The wrinkles are going to come no matter how much Botox you use. So the things that we value here, moth and rust will destroy the finances that you have, no joke, they can be taken like that. I know friends and family whose 401Ks were taken by this thing. People now don't have jobs. The things of this world are so finicky and fragile that they are not worth and cannot sustain your hopes and your admiration and your, and your joy. They can't, they're not built for it. They're temporal. We must have treasures in heaven And you go, well, how do I know if I'm building treasures in heaven? Because where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where's your passion? Where's your joy? Where's your drive? When you wake up in the morning, where does your heart go? What stirs your affection? What makes your heart flutter? Is anything of Jesus making your heart flutter? Does the Word of God stir in you affection for God? When you see things, do they stir your affections for just someone else? Or are you uh, longing and and loving the Lord? Is the Word of God something that you have to, uh, you hunger for? Is the ways of God something you thirst for? If if there's no part of you that longs for the Lord, if there's no part of you that uh, is convicted of sin and desires the Lord, I don't think it's necessarily that you're a believer off track and your treasure somewhere else. I think it's that you're the man or the woman who is yet to find and place faith in the greatest treasure of all, which is the Son of God who gave his life on a cross for you and for me. You can't reposition your heart to treasure something you never had in the first place. Where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Now, this is true of us, and I know this has been my case and, and maybe yours too, that even we've gotten off track, that we've had something or someone come into our lives and, 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 our, and it's kind of trying to woo us away. But we always know that there's, this, there's an uneasiness about that, that I know that I'm kind of giving too much affection towards this. Uh, I, I'm giving too much to this. It, it's, this has become kind of my whole world. We've got to be very careful as believers to watch in what we value. Because what we celebrate, what we love, what we make much of is what our heart is going to be after. And so as we walk in this life, I have a beautiful wife. I've got a beautiful wife. She's so pretty. And I've got, I've got beautiful kids. I love my babies. I love, and you know what? They're great. And I find value in them. But. More so than my family, I've got to be con- conscious and and consistently looking towards the Lord. He is my greatest. He is my greatest treasure. And where we have to constantly be thinking heaven over earth in what our value system is. But not only that, we need to be choosing light over darkness. Matthew six twenty two through twenty three says this. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? So what we also have to do is as we treasure the Lord, right? As we treasure the Lord and treasure thing, and, and we're we're working and building and investing in things that are eternal. The how we do that is also by keeping our eyes on things that are light. When what we allow to come into our eyes and what we focus on is going to affect the way that our heart works. So if you're just always focusing on dark and negative things, if you're always watching, like if you're always watching scary movies, that's going to mess you up. If you're always watching bad things, it's going to mess up your heart. We always have to be looking and being careful and cautious about what we're watching, what we're seeing, what we're looking to. And what we're looking to, not only with our eyes, but with our focus. What are we focusing on? Because that's what this eyes, this idea of focusing, what what are we looking to? We have to be looking towards light. And this takes us to Colossians 3, 1 through 3, which is our memory verse that we're actually doing for our memory verse challenge. What a better verse to memorize this week than this one. If then you've been raised with Christ, if you've been saved, seek the things that are above. Seek light where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on, uh, on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Can I encourage you? Set your eyes on heavenly things, set your eyes on Christ. Fix your eyes. Transfix your eyes on Jesus. There is no greater light you can seek. And then you know what happens? When you set your eyes on Jesus and you are familiar with what light looks like, you're then able to look around, the, look around the world, look around your family, look around your daily life and see the little glimpses of light all over the place. You're able to look into your family and look at your mom and say, Mom, I see Christ in you because you're familiar with what light looks like. And as you're staring at light, it's hard for you to then uh, commiserate with darkness and partner with darkness and build treasures in darkness. It's hard for you to do so. And then finally, so not only do we have heaven over earth and light over darkness, but we also want to, as kingdom people, love God over money. Many of us have dreams and aspirations of having lots of money. Man, I always wanted to have lots of money. I knew as a small child I was going to be a famous country singer one day. Um... And, you know, I was hoping I'd be the person to sing at Dolly Parton's funeral. I don't know. I lived in East Tennessee. I just thought that's what was going to happen. I was going to be a famous country music song, uh, singer who also, for some reason, sang with NSYNC. It was a weird childhood, but I was kind of into it. You know, trying, and, and so I wanted to be that. I wanted to be that country singer. Why? Because I wanted the money. And that's kind of always been the thing. It's like, money, money. We've got to get it. We've got to get money. We have to ha- reach this certain st- uh, stratus when it comes to money. And here's the deal, there's nothing wrong with you having money. Man, I hope, I hope my little girl grows up, and I hope she has a great job, and my, my kids have a great job, and I hope maybe the Lord affords them uh, some, some money. I hope that one day, that when I die, maybe I can leave my kids some money. But here's what is the big thing, that money, possessions, and things are in and of themselves not sinful. They can be used as good tools. Matthew 6, 24, this is what Jesus says, No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. You're right now a, maybe a middle school, high school student, or you're a parent watching this. We're finding how poor of a master, how poor of a God money is. It's losing its value, and, and for, for some out there, there's none coming in. Money is a poor God. It doesn't hold your dreams. It, doesn't, it can give you happiness for a moment, but it never offers joy. You know what we can do is as we're walking through this life and we have possessions and money and, and all these different things, what we must do is not view them as rulers of our lives, but tools that God has given us to use and to rule over for the advancement of his kingdom. Some of, the, some of the most godly people I know um, have great wealth. They're, they're multi-multi-millionaires. And they love Jesus. And as a result, their money does not own them. Yet they own their money in such a way that they're using it for the advancement of missions in God's kingdom all over the world. And so here's my encouragement. Things Are touchable, you can touch money, you can touch a a car or phone, or, or you can hold that person. But you need to be very careful, and we need to be very careful as kingdom people who are representatives of the very kingdom of God. You and I are promised treasures and riches far beyond the imagination and in a different shape than anything this world sees. And we have to live like we believe that's true. And so here's my encouragement. Use the proper lenses as you're looking towards light, as you're working for eternal things, as you're using money as a tool and not uh, something that rules you. View the things that you have through the kingdom lens of how can I use this possession, even to the point of my, my phone. How can I use my phone as a tool for the advancement of the kingdom, for kingdom work? Man, even I, I remember I got, a, and, and, and I got my truck and I got my truck and I love my truck and it's great. And I remember when I first got in it, when it was finally mine and all the, all the lines were signed and all that. I remember I sat there and I prayed and I said, God, let this truck be used for your glory and for the advancement of your kingdom. If that's taking somebody to eat... Uh, if that's delivering supplies for somebody, I want everything I have. When I get a paycheck, God, be with this paycheck. I want it to be used for the kingdom. God, use my phone. Use my social media. God, use my, uh, my office. God, use my home. Use my family as a means for the advancement of the kingdom. Because far more will come from eternal things than will ever come from temporal things. God's be encouraged by that. And that's one of the things that's so cool about our memory verse. Colossians 3, 1 through 3. I want to encourage you, even if we weren't doing this challenge, to memorize that. That's good. That's a good reminder. When darkness kind of tries to come in or materialism tries to reign and rule over you, what better thing to combat that with than Scripture itself? And so what we're doing is on social media, and you can go to our stories and see all the rules that you can video yourself vertically, okay, no sideways deal. We want to put it on stories of you stating your name and then going through. Don't cheat, okay, don't cheat. Because, listen, we won't see you, but the Bible says you'll get paid back. I don't know. Anyways, a plague will come upon your house. And so don't cheat, but go and learn that, not just for a contest, but it's, it's good for you to do. And what better way to fill social media with good things like Scripture uh, than re, then reciting Colossians 3. one you're going to recite that and then you're going to tag Enan students in it. We're going to see that. We're going to repost it. And then uh, in a week, next midweek, we're going uh, to let you know who won and all that kind of stuff and maybe even show you a glimpse of what that looked like and how we delivered that sick care package. It's going to be awesome. And so we love you guys. Hey, next week, next week, you've got to tune in, okay? Tune in next week. Uh, It's going to be a different setup. We're going to have some different things going on. We hope to have some special things for you next week. Next Wednesday is going to be a really, really cool live stream, okay? Uh, Where you're going to be able to interact. Uh, A really cool live stream where you're going to be able to ask questions and have them answered live on Facebook and YouTube. And we're going to try to put an Instagram option up there. Probably not going to work, but we're going to try it, okay? Uh, And so we're going to try to do these things to, to hope and make sure that we interact with you guys the best that we can. I love you guys. I hope you're having the best week in quarantine yet. I hope you're spending time with Jesus. If you're not, start now. Don't wait till after quarantine. Start now. We want to resource you and help you and help you walk with Jesus in this time. I cannot wait till we can fill this room again and make much of Jesus. I love you guys and we'll see you next week.